there we are. Hello and welcome to the Pod of the Damned. I'm your host Ian. Hello and, and joining me as always is our co-host Nikin. Is our co-host Nico. A whole load of technical issues there. <laughs> you okay there? No. Well, when I clicked us onto our live screen, me and you didn't pop up for a few seconds. So I immediately went to be like, "Oh shit! Why are we not popping up?" And then we popped up. And then, obviously, I'm watching the stream back on another channel to make sure that everything is coming through. But I forgot to mute that, so I then heard myself back, like, a, a split second later. It's a pretty much trademark of this uh, podcast, isn't it, that we just, I'm just shit at intros. <laughs> yeah, you, you've always got to do something, but you never tell me, like, beforehand how bad you're going to fuck up. No, no, I like to keep you in the dark, to be honest, about a lot of things, but, um... Yeah, we're 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 back, Nico. You, you we had a week off there, and uh, we're back. Yeah. And then I'm. Away <laughs> you don't again. seem so excited about it. <laughs> I'm just laughing because I'm away again. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Me and Nico obviously will we'll be recording again at the weekend uh, for next yeah. week's episode. But you're going to be away in uh, Chachia for two weeks. Then where? Chachia. <laughs> Oh, Czechia, you mean? No, it's not Czechia. If you say that to a Czech Republic person, they go fucking mental. Is that not what it's called now? It, it's the equivalent of us saying Glasgow. Oh. Okay, well, no, because, yeah. like, honestly, like, if you want, like, for example, we were just talking about the football before we came on air. If you go on to, like, Sky Sports, uh, the, the app, it has Czechia now instead of Czech Republic. Czechia, not Czechia. I'm, I'm just... I don't think we've got any listeners from, from there, to be honest. <laughs> well, the, the, the way it basically works is there's different regions, and it's basically saying, like, if Glasgow and Edinburgh were together, that's Czechia, basically. Oh, oh. Czechia. <laughs> that was for correcting me, but I'm right, mate. Anyway. <laughs> Anywho. Um, yeah, so you're going to be abroad. <laughs> oh. I'll be neither Bruno. Um, so Nico's going to be, after next week's show, going to be taking uh, a week off the show. You're away for two weeks, but we'll record one of those weeks so that your people can still uh, see your, your beautiful face for one of those weeks. Oh, um, but for the second week, uh, we'll have either a, a replacement special guest or, or, or Anna will join us for an episode. Um, and, then, and then Nico will be back and we'll be talking about all the usual shit that we'll be talking about today, though, is episode number 87, and we're talking all about the 1999 movie Star of Echoes. Uh, Nico, this was your choice of movie. Was this a request, or did you pick this? This is yes, a request, from a, long, a request yeah. from a while ago, to be fair. Yeah, this is my mate Amanda, uh, who used to work at Trop years ago, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, she world. requested this. Yeah, yeah, I mean, um, you know, it's uh, it's 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 funny because this is one that sort of I hadn't seen this before. This was a new one for me. Uh, so this is oh, one. Did you know? No, like I, I'd heard of it. Um, yeah. But I can't. I think I'd maybe. I think I, I can't. I don't know what I was confusing it for. I think I was maybe confusing it for something else because I always had it in my head that this was like renowned as being like one of the worst films. But I think I was confusing oh, okay. it with something else. So it always put me really off of watching it. And uh, uh, 
And not and Boomer's like the sixth sense. No, I didn't think it was the sixth sense. I'm very well aware that this isn't the sixth sense. I'm sure a we'll, lot of folk do get them confused. I'm sure we'll we'll definitely get to that though at some point in the discussion because there is a, there is a point of discussion to be had there. I can't remember what it was, but regardless, I just always had in my head that this was like a really terrible movie, like not even a so bad it's good, which it's not. And we'll obviously get to that obviously throughout the course of the movie. So. I was quite pleasantly surprised, I think, when I, I first got into watching it. Um, people will be delighted, I think, when they find out what we're covering next week, Nico. Um, we'll save that for the very, very end of the episode. Um, I, I want. I kind of wonder what your face was like when I told you that's what we were going to be doing um, <laughs> next week. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for it. I watched it this afternoon, Nico, which was the first time I'd watched that as well. And holy fucking shit. <laughs> Have you seen it yet? Uh, no, not yet. I'm saving it for fresh in my mind. Okay, okay. Everyone, like, have like I'll, everyone who's in the chat, Boomer, uh, Vika's in the chat, uh, I think Tim from Horrorflix and Guitar Picks is in the chat. Have a guess. See what you can think. Based on that little description, have a guess of what you think we're going to be covering next week on the show. Um, Boomer it, says... It's a movie I never thought I would be watching, to be honest. Put it this way. When I, I, I watched, when we were watching it this afternoon, there's something very surreal about it. Like, there's a point in the movie where you're just like, I, I, I can't fucking believe. I couldn't believe, like, throughout my entire childhood that one day I'd be watching this horror movie. <laughs> but anywho. That any- sort of gives it away. Oh, well, you never know. You never know. Um, Boomer says, am I confusing it with Haunted- The Haunting with Liam Neeson? Because that's a big pile of shit. I actually don't mind that movie. Like, I know that movie's shit. But oh, I actually- Jesus, I just remember which movie that was. Fuck. <laughs> that like think of the cast of that movie it's like Catherine Zeta Jones and Owen Wilson and Liam Neeson like that was that was like fucking huge anyway yes like, uh, before Liam Neeson was in a few horror films he was in one back in the day and it had Daryl Hannah and everyone in it as well and that was shit as well Liam Neeson and Daryl Hannah what the fuck movie was that fucking can't I will look it up if anyone can, uh, okay, we, 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 this is to see. This is the good thing about doing things live, Nico. We now have a chat room with people in it who can look shit up for us because we're yeah. we're busy recording and talking, Nico. <laughs> Instead of one of us waffling on, hiding the other one looking it up. Yeah, like we we would never ever be accused we'd of doing never, that. We've never ever done that do ever, that. ever 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 ever. Um, ever. We've got a couple of things to talk about, Nico, before we actually get into the uh, movie discussion for the week. And it's going to piss off, you know, people who, uh, you know, uh, really piss off. I'm, I keep seeing like, <laughs> what? Guess what it's called. Oh, no. What right. is it? it was in 1988. Oh, fuck. And guess what it's called, right? He puts on a shit Scottish accent and everything. It was called High Spirit. Yeah, Boomer just beat you to it in the chat. Oh. Literally just beat you to it, High Spirit. <laughs> it was, uh, it was fucking gosh. Was that? But I've not, I've not seen that movie. I don't think I'm going to plan on watching it anytime soon. Um, the thing I, is, they're meant to be Irish, and they put on fake Scottish accents. You're yeah. like, what the fuck is going on in this? Yeah, I it, mean, it, like everyone puts on a every fucker puts on a fake Scottish accent. It's, uh, it's, uh, you know, I think it's. It's pretty part and parcel, isn't it? Uh, Boomer, says he's, Boomer says he's now going to go and watch it. 
<laughs> it is so bad, it's good though. Mm, well, um, anyways, um, as I was saying, in our last episode that me and Nico recorded, which was on The Descent, which feels like an age ago, we've released a couple yeah. of new uh, episodes of our Bucket List Horror series featuring... Uh, Featuring Tim uh, from the Horror Flicks and Guitar Picks podcast. Also featuring David and Crystal from the House That Screams podcast. Talking about the movie's audition. And talking about the uh, the, the 1977 movie The Car. So go check out those episodes. They're two really good, fun episodes. But on that last episode, Nico, we talked about uh, doing... Uh, figuring out, because obviously, as everyone knows, one of the big premises around this podcast is our horror movie leaderboard. And uh, yep. we talked about figuring out what our individual top tens were yeah and uh we i decided to sort of put that out there we made some graphics up for it put it out there and see what people thought of our top 10 so uh for those who maybe didn't see those posts across our social media this is nico's top 10 so uh no surprise i think at number one for you was the lost boys should win everything uh and then running down in order you had the omen in second the thing uh, they Live, Army of Darkness, The Cabin in the Woods, Dog Soldiers, Tucker, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, Halloween, and Hellraiser. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm sorry to say, Nico, that you well, only... Because I, I put it to... I asked on our social medias for people to give us who they thought had the better top 10. And it was very, very close because you got 48% of the votes. Oh, hello, Annie. <laughs> That's not bad. So, uh, my top 10, obviously, coming in at number one was Halloween. Then I had The Thing, Alien, Candyman, Event Horizon, Hereditary, Reanimator, Hellraiser, Saw, American Psycho, and I got 52% of the votes. Across Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Twitter. So, uh, very, very close. Um, I think it it pretty much comes down to your personal preference, really, doesn't it? And what you sort of prefer. You've got probably a little touch more of sort of the horror comedy aspects in there with Tucker and Dale and Cabin in the Woods and Dog Soldiers. And, and they live. And they live as well. Yeah, and Army of Darkness. Yep. Um, and when you look at my top 10, there's a lot less sort of comedy in there. In fact, there may be American Psycho. There's certain aspects of that that are, rel- are pretty funny. But aside from that, and Reanimator as well, I probably could go for it too. But aside from that... Yeah. Not so much in my top ten, um, but uh, a, a couple. <laughs> uh, so someone uh, commented <laughs> uh, and said that I shouldn't have any more opinions because I have uh, hereditary in my top ten. Uh, that my opinions are incredibly invalid, and your top ten is far superior to my top ten. Uh, so I decided to look up their 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 profile, and uh, <laughs> they're massive racists. Oh, God. So I was like, huh. Fuck you! No one cares about your opinion. <laughs> don't don't associate me with racists. I can't help that the racists like your top ten. <laughs> Do I get cancelled? No, no, I'm joking. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've just had a heart attack. <laughs> oh no! Right, shall we get into the movie topic? Oh please, please, just to stop you. Uh, we're talking all about. <laughs> Uh, Stir of Echoes. Oh, I saw a guy who got a two-inch needle stuck into his arm while he was under hypnosis, didn't feel king. Okay, Kreskin, prove it. <clears throat> Hypnotize somebody. Yeah, do me. No. Come on. What's the worst that can happen? 
This movie was released in 1999, was directed by David Cope and stars Kevin Bacon, uh, Zachary David Cope and Catherine Irby. The IMDb plot is as follows. After being hypnotised by his sister-in-law, a man begins seeing haunting visions of a girl's ghost and a mysterious a mystery begins to unfold around him. Um, this, like I say, um, before we get into it, we'll, we'll do the leaderboard predictions, Nico. Uh, this is the 84 third movie that we'll have now covered on the show where do you think stud of echoes is going to land on the leaderboard see this is a weird one it's a tough one this isn't it yeah because i know this might sound mean but a lot of ladies love this horror movie would that have have something to do with a, a certain mr bacon being topless 90 percent of the time yeah topless a lot of the time yeah yeah like do, doing housework as well, false topless. Just that was it. So, but a lot of guys were like, "This is shit." So, I'd say about a six point five or a seven. Six point five or a seven. So that would put this movie uh, somewhere in the region of around fifty. Uh, pretty much between like. 40 and 50. Right. Would roughly be where, where that would put this movie. Boomer's saying it would uh, be, this is going to come in 39th place. That's what Boomer says. 39th. So what did I, where about would And you're be? saying 40, about, about 40 to 50. So you're kind of in the, in the same sort of ballpark uh, area. Also just I'd on... say probably neither 40 than 50. Yeah. Okay. Uh, also just to touch on that, Boomer also says just earlier there in the chat, for me, our top ten, for him, sorry, our top tens are tied. He thinks I have the higher highs, but your top ten is slightly more consistent. Why, thank you. So, you know, um, both, uh, both uh, compliments and uh, backhanded compliments there for the both of us, I think. <laughs> Nico, your movies aren't anywhere near as good as my movies, but Half of my movies are shit. <laughs> I've, I've got steady sevens. You've got nines to one. Listen, no woman goes for Mr. Consistent. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> they do if you vary it up to it that way. Uh, here Newman if, if you could be consistently that good, they definitely say <laughs> Newman in the chat's coming in saying it's either, it has to be uh, top 15 or he riots. 
I, I don't think it's going to get that high because I remember like they weren't really big on this, the critics. Well, well, we'll get to all that uh, when we get to that portion of the episode. Uh, we should probably start talking about this movie because people who hate the fact that podcasts, you know, actually have some chat and do some interrupt interactions and show some, you know, personality at the beginning of uh, their episodes. You know, that's 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 not allowed. We just need to get straight into but the movie topics. Let's uh, try and get it under an hour this time. Uh, we're already at fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right. Just, just, just so you know, Shira is here. By the way, there we go. The star of the descent episode. I I was told that uh, she's now should be known as the third host. The third host. Oh, Anna will be uh, raging. <laughs> because she makes so much fucking noise in the background. That's why I got her. Oh, do I need to tell Anna she's been demoted to fourth host? <laughs> I, unless she starts making meowing noises in the background, she's demoted. <laughs> I make her purr on the regular. <laughs> <laughs> she's sitting here and giving me the the, the, the most evil looks right now. Oh, she just told me she didn't actually hear what I was saying. That's probably a good thing. Okay, that's fine. That's probably a good thing that you weren't telling her you were stroking her pussy. In the <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> Okay there. Mm. You're looking a bit red. Uh, it's, it's warm. It's, off, it's a bit warm tonight. It's a, yeah, just, just a touch, yeah. Um, Boomer says, if this movie had Bruce Willis and was written by Shyamalan, although you spell it Shyamalamalamalan, uh, people would rate it top no, no, 15. No. Uh, people anyway. would rate it top 15. Well, that's what, let's talk about it, because we've already kind of mentioned it, that the, there is similarities in this movie, isn't there, and with uh, The Sixth Sense. They, came, they both yeah. came out... In 19... Same year, was it not? They both came out in 1999. And it's fair to yeah. say that in terms of like financial success and the movie that's been remembered, The Sixth Sense is far, far, far out, out overshadowed uh, Stun of Echoes. W- would you say that that's something that should have happened? Do you think Stun of Echoes deserves more recognition for what for the movies they give used to sit and compare the two movies? Do you think that The Sixth Sense is a far superior movie? So... The way I see it is Sixth Sense is one of those cinema blockbuster ones. You go in once, you'll remember it the rest of your life, but you probably won't watch it that much over and over again. This one, I'm not joking, I've seen it on TV when it's been on, and I've, I've sat and watched it. Whilst if I see the Sixth Sense, I'm like, yeah, seen it. You know what I mean? This, I've watched again and again. Yeah. So, it's... Uh, they're, they're both good movies. One isn't really better than the other, but one did better than the other if you know what i mean yeah yeah it's it's one of those things isn't it like i don't really remember i was eight when the sixth sense and and this came out so i don't really remember the push was there a push like a a market like how i don't know if you remember either but marketing wise did the sixth sense just have that much bigger push see when this came out i think i was about 18 when this came out you will have been if i was you're 10 years older than me so if i was eight you'd have been 18 yeah I was trying to work it out in my head there for a second. But yeah, uh, thanks for doing the math for me. That's all right. Um, you know, it is difficult to count in tens, Nico. That is very true. So yeah, um, basically, yeah. I remember there was a massive push for Six Cents. Like a massive, massive push for that. I don't remember much of a push for this. Well, but I, I do remember seeing this. Like, I don't think I saw it in the cinema, though. I think, I think for me as well, and, and it maybe doesn't, it maybe is something that might not really apply 
right then and there in the moment when it first released but i think in terms of the longevity of the movies as well the sixth sense has that moment doesn't it that like everyone will talk about you know and everyone knows that it has that i see dead people moment isn't it that is one of the most like it doesn't matter how big a fan you are of horror movies or non-horror movies or whatever genre everyone knows i see dead people where that's from uh, and what that's all about there isn't that moment in stir of echoes yeah like there was something that happened with stir of echoes as well because i remember i can't remember if somebody shot themselves or something like that and this got like put on the back burner. It didn't get pushed for it. Really? And it, it was yeah. There was something happened at the time. It was like when nine eleven happened, and um, they stopped that movie with John Travolta because the bus goes into a building. Uh-huh. The same sort of thing, you know. Yeah. I don't. I, like, don't I, I, think I, it... I didn't. I didn't. I, well, I was obviously. I was always like you know. I always try and look up some trivia surrounding the movie. And I don't think I actually read anything about that. So. That's interesting. If that's the case. Um, uh, this this ob- it, was, it was a girl that was telling me it, and I was like, I didn't know fuck all about it. To be honest, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. And she was like, Yeah, t- that happened, and it was like, basically, not as popular, you know. Yeah. Newman in the chat says, "Big Trouble," starring Tim Allen, had the same thing. In fairness, I think everything that's got Tim Allen in it should probably just be pushed back and back and back and back and back and back. <laughs> But it was definitely something in the public eye, and when this was out, folk yeah. were like, "Oh, you shouldn't go see it because of it." Yeah, very. Oh, well, that's certainly interesting. But um, it's not just the sixth sense at this. Oh, mo- I remember the one I was trying to reference, okay. Swordfish. They remember the same thing happened with Swordfish. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For like yeah. a week and then. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I know what you're talking about now. Um, yeah. The there's the the sixth sense is not the only movie though that this. Uh, Stud of Echoes gets compared to. It also has comparisons made to it about a, an absolute classic horror movie, The Shining. Mm. Um, and, and I think this is where you know it starts to get that. It's all. It's all. I don't think it is quite right. It's almost like that sort of Mandela effect. You know, when you think something is the case when it's not really the case, um, because people always uh, have leveled to this movie and said, "Oh, you know, parts of it are seem very ripped off from The Shining." However, this is based on a novel from 1958, way before King wrote The Shining. So, in actual fact, it's 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 King who ripped a little his who ripped uh, Stir of Echoes. But because The Shining is obviously that much more popular and is such a huge horror movie, this movie got criticised for having a similarity to that. Uh, okay. I. Die. I'd heard the comparisons, but I didn't really see it, if you know what I mean. I, I mean, like... you, you can see there's the similarities in there in terms of, um, eh, you know, they, they have that, the, the, they, they have the shining sort of thing, you know? Aye, but it's like, in this, it's, it's the same as every, like, haunting movie. Kids can see ghosts, that's what they say. And then in this, it's, his mind gets unlocked by basically being hypnotised. Oh, you're in the one percent that can be hypnotized, so you can see dead people too. Yeah. Is basically, what it is. Yeah, which is an interesting take on it, but I see that. To do yeah, because did she not say? Is it? Was it the eight percent? She said in this movie, someone like that. It's like yeah. the eight. Which, so it's which she, she, is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So she pretty much says in this. Well, that's the thing because that's another interesting thing. The 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 actual um, the actual hypnotizing like routine if you want to call it that, or however you want to call it, is 
apparently how that would actually work. So when they were putting that scene on, they had to put a musical uh, cue throughout that whole scene where they were actually hypnotizing Kevin Bacon because they were worried that they were going to hypnotize the audience. Because uh, um, uh, the hypnotizing thing, I know an interesting fact about this, uh, the old school way they used to do it, they used to get you and hypnotize you beforehand and then hypnotize yeah. you in front of the audience. That's how they used to do it. Yeah. And uh, there was a girl I knew who used to be able to hypnotize folks. She's like, if you never want to be hypnotized, when they get you to do the hand holding thing, don't make your palms touch. Yeah. Because for some reason it does not doesn't let your mind do it when mm-hmm. your palms are not touching. Okay. So when they're telling you touch your palms together, it fucking does something to your head. Okay. Okay. No, that's a, no, that's, it, a, that's it, a... and that actually works, by the way, because yeah. I know an army that hypnotizes folk. Yeah. No, that that because that's like a, that's a side of the world I genuinely saw know nothing about. So it's it's just very interesting. Um, the, the movie. Weird how it works, though. I'll tell you that. Yeah. The the, the movie. It, it, this is it's a really strange movie. I'm not quite sure. Like. Yeah, I, I was pleasantly surprised that this wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen. Like, I was potentially thinking I was going to be at one point. But there's part of me that just uh, just doesn't really quite know how to feel about this movie. Because, th- th- I don't like, there's just something a bit, there always seems to be something a little bit off. But I think it's it's trying to do that. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not necessarily leveling that to the, as a criticism of the movie. Oh no, I don't. I don't mean that either. I'm just meaning. I think it's trying to do that. I think it's it's one of those films that it wants to have you off put by it. Yeah. You know, something like it. It's like slightly distasteful, but at the same time, like it's it's an entertaining movie. It's a, actually a really good movie. I think. Yeah. There's just a, there's just a, there's a lot in yeah. it that's like been stolen into other movies now. Yeah, it's just it's just the vibe of it. Just seem like the 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 pacing of the movie at times seems a little bit off. You know, the 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 whole sort of general vibe seems a little bit weird. There's that kind of low level tension, but some like sometimes I can't. I sometimes I think of this movie and I was like, mm, you know, there are sort of aspects of it like. There doesn't apart obviously he gets hypnotized and there's consequence to that. But there's there's lots in this movie that seems to happen that there doesn't really seem to be any sort of major consequence for the character. Like as the movie goes on, Kevin Bacon's character Tom gets sort of like becomes like a worse and worse partner to Maggie, yeah. and you know it gets to the point where they sort of blow up and they have that massive argument in the background, uh, back garden, and he's like shouting in her face and everything. There doesn't seem to really be any consequence to his actions because she she i know she says you know at, at worst she's like ever do that again and you know i'll be out yeah. of here there's no other real consequence to that and i think there is almost like a a lack of danger if for if that feels if that's the right way to put it there, there, there doesn't feel like there's huge stakes for a large part of this movie and that's a bit of an issue for me see it's it's a weird movie. Like from the babysitter onwards, it's it gets all. It's like there's bits missing out the movie. It feels like. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Like, like the whole babysitter in the train station thing, and I know it's trying to do that. I know it's trying to be like, well, he's just unlocking this stuff. It's it's just developing his head. He doesn't know how it's working. It's just working that way. But. Like, that first bit where he's looking at the photo, 
like you're thinking to yourself, is this going to be a movie where he's like drunk, drive, killed her or something? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're yeah. thinking something like that. Yeah. Which is a throw off because it's implying sort of that way as well. Because the way he's acting at a train station, have you seen this girl and all that? And he's looking away all guilty as fuck by the looks of it. Well, yeah, well, I mean, let's let's jump straight through to that then, because obviously, you know, the the movie in the end sort of centers around uh, this this girl's uh, is it Samantha her name? Is it Samantha? I think it's uh, Samantha. Yeah. Um, I was just looking up her name. Yeah, yeah <laughs> just escape me. The the movie ends up sort of centering around the the disappearance of this girl Samantha, who's sort of just randomly vanished, and you know, people are saying that she's just sort of like wandered off or she ran away and some people are saying no that's not the case um and we've got sort of got to try and sort of solve this mystery and like you say in that scene there where the babysitter tries to steal the kid and you know they're sort of challenging kevin bacon to look at this uh look at this photograph and you do kind of get the suspicion of oh right okay is he hiding something here like is is the is this the, the the missing piece of the puzzle but at the same time whilst all this is then you've got this whole sort of movie where you know he's obsessed by you know digging in the back garden he's obsessed by a whole variety of different things and that 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 really does add to the confusion a little bit because you know on the one hand you're like well i'm not i'm not sure if he's actually done it or not and then on the other hand you know you've got him having this really obsessive behavior and you're not quite sure why that happens but by this point as well what's also confusing because the first portion of the movie really sort of focuses on the kids abilities and the fact that the kids can talk to people that does kind of seem to be forgotten about for a large part of the movie once tom gets the ability to 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 also see things but like I remember in the 80s, every, every family had a kid that had that uh, imaginary friend or a ghost that they talked to. Can I just say, so by the way, if I ever have a kid and he starts talking to imaginary, I, I'm just going to put him straight up for adoption. <laughs> I'm okay, daddy. No spook, no, fuck, fuck, fuck <laughs> spooky kids. There'll be no spooky kids in this house. I'm the spookiest thing in this house. Sorry. <laughs> I wonder, like, because um, I know obviously some people in the chat have ki- have kids, and I know when I was growing up that there were times where I was a spooky child. Um, yeah. I used to sleepwalk and, and, and all that and used to, I think, talk to people in my sleep, and I think I freaked my parents out a couple of times with that. Um, I know, obviously, for anyone who's in the chat who has children, have you ever had that sort of experience where um, you've had, like, a really sp- spooky incident where your child's done something really creepy and spooky? That would be... I think an interesting sort of topic point um but the, yeah it, the, you're right you know there, there there is a bit of a trope but again it's like a trope that wasn't really popularized at this time like it was the sixth sense that popularized all these like really popularized this trope yes it well, has happened before but in terms of popularizing bringing it back to bring it back sixth sense brought it back that was the thing about it yeah but that's what I'm saying. You can't really level it at this mo- at Stud of Echoes because at the time of release, it wasn't yeah. really a huge trope at that point. And then Sixth Sense happened, and then boof, it did become one. I think this was this out first. I can't remember. Uh, I'm not sure on the exact time yeah. of the year it came out, but I think there may be if they even though they might have only been like a couple of months apart. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure this got 
fucked because of that thing, whatever it was. Yeah. I'm sure it was something to do with shooting or something. Um, just while you're thinking of that, Boomer in the chat says, I never thought Tom killed the girl, and I just took his behaviour as being influenced by the spirit, which also which is also the cause of his breakdown of character, uh, the stress of the situation. Not that it excuses his actions, just that wherever whatever flaws he had to begin with are magnified under the stress of what he's dealing with. Yeah, I totally um, agree with that. Like, Newman, I, I definitely thought he yeah. was like, the killer. N- Newman also says, also, all that digging, I get moody. I'd get moody if I've had too much exercise. <laughs> it's, I think it's because he knows it's there. He knows yeah. the body's there. Well, well, is it, is it not? It's he's trying to protect his kid. That's yeah. the thing. Well, let's talk about the big final reveal then, because at the very end of the, obviously, you know, we we find out. We eventually get the sort of scene of Samantha's death, um, yeah. and from from what I've been reading online, I've actually seen quite a lot of complaints about that scene, um, due to the sort of disturbing nature of it. I mean, we essentially, you know, where she, essentially she dies because the two sons of um, Tom's neighbors attempted to rape her, and accidentally. Well, accidentally suffocated her to death. Uh, is there not three of them? No, there's just the two. I thought there was three. You see, that's the thing, because when I watched it, I thought there was three of them as well. But there's only two yeah. of them in that scene. Oh, okay. I thought there was three. Because yeah. it looked like, because it looked like he was raping her, and two of the reins grabbed the sheet. Yeah. No, it's just the one. Okay. I I I got confused by that as well. I I, I initially thought there was three, but there's only the two. There's uh, the because there's the, the the two the two pals of Tom only have one son each. Ah, uh, okay. So, fair enough. Um, so, so yeah, yeah that's um, how the, but... I, the, the, I've have seen online quite a lot of complaints about that scene. It, 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 yeah. like, listen, that subject matter, like we've 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 briefly touched upon it before. Uh, we're gonna touch upon it again in a future ep- you know, in some future episodes with some of the topics that we're gonna be covering. It is a very touchy subject. Yeah, and and but rightfully so. The thing is, in this one, I think it makes it worse because she's meant to be, like, there's meant to be something wrong with her mentally. Well, that's uh, that's the so other thing that that this movie gets heavily criticised for because there is multiple incidents of them dropping the hard R, um, yeah, which it, is you know not socially acceptable in 2023. Um, yeah, back then it was. Back back then it it. it 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 was it was something that was uh, yeah. you know widely used in in just sort of general chit chat. It's not something. God that we... almighty! Fuck then you'd say it to your mate if he dropped something. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah, I mean there will still be people out there who do who do exactly that. Um, but we as us, I think we've just all moved on somewhat as a society. Um, and that is no no longer an acceptable term. So these are things that are criticised in this movie. I don't personally think it's something that should be levelled against the movie too much 1999 was a bit was a different time yeah you know god that that was them being polite i know they used to use worse yeah. slurs than but that. one of the things i think is I, I do like about this movie is that like the person who uses that in this movie gets called out for it uh, the neighbor uh, the neighbor who's played by uh frank who's played by kevin dunn actually calls the guy out on it and says you, yeah. you know don't say that um yeah. What I also like is uh, the the actress who plays Samantha is uh, uh, Jennifer Morrison. Um, she's she, a very good actress. She's gone on to have a really, really, uh, really good career. Yeah. <laughs> you know, especially sort of, I, mean, I think she's more sort of based on like TV shows now. I know she was like, um, she played, uh, she was in House, I think, for 
almost all of it. Uh, if if not, was all... the main one in Emma Swan, by the way. Yeah. Uh, once upon a once yeah. upon a time. I think she also played like a, a relatively big role in How I Met Your Mother. Um, so she's she's gone on to to have a pretty successful career. She is a really really good actress. Is she not Captain Kirk's mum as well? Uh, possibly. I think you might be right. Um, or is it? I, I remember she's one of the Kirks. She's Winona Kirk. Winona, which one's that? I have no idea. Uh, that's, that's the mother, is it? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, Anyways. Um, Boomer says if he can start I've got a hand of a treaty card for that (laughs) Uh, Boomer says if he can start looking like a sexy bacon he's going to go dig a hole (laughs) (laughs) that just reminded me um, Graham Norton had Kevin Bacon on have you seen the bacon love like thing no do I want to (laughs) so you know that uh, feel like making love that song yeah but somebody's changed the words to bacon love. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> and, and then superimposed his face and, like, somebody else's face on stick men having sex. <laughs> it is one of the funniest things you'll ever see in your life. Fair enough. It's on the Graham Norton show. <laughs> uh, Boomer also says, the movie did decide to go there, which was not something a lot of other films during that time period were... Uh, a lot of other films during that time period were not willing to do uh, the darkness he means in terms of like obviously the dark subject matter that we were talking about not the insensitivity the, the break of the nails the fucking yeah it's like a, it's really out. you know it's a brutal like incompat- like is th- th- this is one of those movies that there will be a people out there who'll, who'll be like huh Stud of Echoes that's not a horror movie you know it, it's it's one of those movies that probably you could be like oh it's like a horror thriller sort of thing you know it's more of that kind of movie um and it's it's not a particularly brutal movie um up until that point which i which i think is possibly what they were going for because then that movie is absolutely brutal like you say that's when she's breaking the nail excuse me getting her tooth uh, knocked out you actually get you know a pov view of her like suffocating to death like it's fucking brutal point of view as well from her being raped as well but you say that's like one of the most brutal bits what about the bit where he's got the gun and it's like what is he doing again he's like rubbing blood all over himself and stuff yeah when he when he gets that image yeah that that i did not see coming yeah like that that was there is definitely a mental bit. There is definitely a point in this movie where you know you've got uh, Kevin Bacon discovering that he's got these abilities and you know feeling like he's got this sort of purpose and this mission and you know that sort of driving uh, a wedge between him and his family and that's where the discord sort of comes for a lot of this movie. But it does very much in that third act just seem to you know flip on a coin, doesn't it? And just it, it just uh, it yeah. just goes like. The it, it, it just goes hard. fucking balls to the wall. Um, what what do you obviously like? Say we get the big reveal that it well, it was the sons. Um, we also get the reveal that the, the the fathers knew about it and covered it up. Was did you then, like? Was that uh, was that a surprise? Was that a surprise to you, or was that sort of whole ending? Did you feel that was predictable, or did you know? Did you figure it out? See, I knew nothing about this movie when I went into it, so I didn't know anything at all about the spirit stuff, anything, right? Mm-hmm. And the whole thing when the fathers, like it was revealed with the fathers, I remember being shocked at him just saying what it was. Yeah. 
and then you're thinking he's the one that's going to kill Baker as well at yeah. that time. It's 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 a it's a good way to do it. I think for me, I what 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 I don't even know if predictable is the word, but it if what's probably a bit formulaic for me is the fact that oh, it was your pals that actually did it, you know. And to me, that that wasn't like the huge shock. What was the surprise is exactly what you were saying there. Is in that in that moment you think that he's going to get killed by the first friend that that he talks to, but in actual yeah. fact he's the one who saves the day. I like that. That's and that's, that's a nice twist. Yeah, that seems to be the twist in there, doesn't it? And that's yeah. that that kind of saves the ending for me because once you get that sort of brutality of those scenes with the shooting and the the the, the rape scene and everything else. You know, where they're giving the beat down, and you can tell they're going to put him in a fucking wall. Yeah, um, I think that was a nice twist because I think it, like, like I say, it might not have been necessarily predictable, but I didn't think finding out it was his pals and his pals' sons, I didn't think that was particularly shocking. So I just felt like, given the brutality of those scenes, that the movie was probably in danger of starting to fizzle out at that point. because uh, well, at that point, as soon as you you saw the the rape and everything. You, like before you well as soon as you, you knew what was going to happen with the rape and everything you knew that's why he shot himself at that point you mm-hmm. know what i mean yeah you you would already worked out at that point and working out that it was his mate that was there as well it took two of them to do it yeah you're like yeah you know what i mean it's it's a bit fucked up yeah well, like, that, that, it's 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 pretty fucked up <laughs> yeah cuz i'm i'm trying to put it in better words than that but you really can't. It's just, it's a fucked up ending. Like, this whole movie is a bit of a mind twist, but in a light way. It's just an odd one. Like, it, it, it maybe it kind of goes with the whole theme of, like, hypnotism. Because that's, uh, the, obviously, that's what triggers all of this movie is the fact that, you know, he gets hypnotized at the beginning of the movie. And maybe just that, it, it's maybe trying to make you kind of feel like how kevin bacon's character is feeling because he doesn't really know what's going on he's confused as fuck but everything just seems a little bit weird and a bit a little bit off you know it's uh you know maybe trying to get you into that sort of mindset uh, of, of the movie like, even if stuff with the copper the copper seems fucking creepy yeah you know what i mean yeah it's like the, like when he's like is he not like waving at the kid and smiling at him and you're like it's a bit pedo he looks like. Yeah, when he, you know when, he I mean? when he, uh, you know, uh, yeah, when he's in the graveyard. Yeah. He, Can I just say though, every movie, TV. every movie made better with bagpipes. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> just wish you felt what was the same. I know. Anyway. Tell me about it. Um. Anyways, we didn't, we didn't just watch our nation, national fucking team get beat by our national rivals. No, that's that's fine though. It, it will we'll, when it, they can only beat us when it when it doesn't matter. Um. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, catching up with chat. Boomer says, "I think this has my favorite hypnotism scene in it." Newman says, "Great performance from Kevin Dunn as Frank. He's always solid." Um. And Boomer also says, "It's been a while since I've seen it, but I remember it being really creepy." Yeah, that's it. Like this, that's just how this movie is. There's not a load of there's not a load of blood and gore and guts. There's not a lot of death in this movie, but there's just that underlying tone all throughout. You're not quite sure what's going on. I think Kevin Bacon delivers a really really good performance here as well. Yeah. Um, which is funny because that racist that I was talking about earlier says that Kevin uh, Kevin Bacon shit in this. <laughs> <laughs> 
in actual fact, I think this is a really great performance from Kevin Bacon. Because in actual fact, I'm not a massive Bacon fan. I don't actually like a lot of stuff that he's in. I think sometimes he can be a little bit uh, cheesy. See, Kevin Bacon is one of those actors, he's exceptionally good at doing serious stuff. Like, I'm trying to remember the name of it, Sleepers. Like, that is a movie that if you don't break your heart at the end of that we movie, all we all know that Kevin Bacon's best movie is R.I.P.D. <laughs> but no, uh, the, like that that what I'm going on about is touchy subject matter again. It's yeah. based on like the whole Boston kids being abused thing, yeah, by priests and stuff like that in mm-hmm. in Borstals, and. Uh, it ends up being the priest is a nice guy in that one. Sorry, I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at the chat. <laughs> what? What is it? Uh, Boomer says, if I find out you don't like Tremors. <laughs> and next week, we're doing Tremors. No, uh... I've never done Tremors, actually, on on uh, in my podcasting life. It's definitely something that we need to do at some point. Do you know it was going to be called Graboids to start yeah. with? Yeah. It was going to be called Grab Boys. I did know that. Like that just sounds like somebody going about grabbing folks nuts. It sounds like uh, it sounds like hemorrhoid sister. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I've got a Graboid on my left nut. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, that sounds like a good Saturday night to me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, but back to the serious part of it. Yeah, we were literally talking <laughs> about something so fucking serious. We're talking about paedophilia instead, and then <laughs> you just started laughing. It was quite disturbing. Anyway, so he can take on serious roles like that. He, yeah. can, he can actually make them his own. Like, he plays one of the most vicious evil cunts in that movie, mm-hmm. and does it so much so you want to see him be burnt at the fucking stake. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's that type of role, and does it to perfection. And then... Funnily enough, the other one I was going to go to is Tremors, where <laughs> he plays an absolute fucking imbecile and does that to perfection as well. Yeah, he, he is. I, I don't know what it is. Like, I, I I get what you're saying. I'm not sitting here saying that Kevin Bacon's a bad actor. He's just not someone. I'm, I'm saying the opposite. I think he's an. No, no, no. I'm saying this is what I'm saying. Like, because I'm, I, I, that's just something about like I just haven't ever quite, you know. Uh, quite related to i don't know if it's related to the right word there's just something that's made me like be there and be like you know what like you're just not like my favorite actor in the world i don't ever really think he does a super bad job but um you know he's just never he's there's always going to be other people up there above me having said that i think he does a really really good performance here instead of echoes kevin bacon plays one of the best villains in holloman i think Holloman is another yeah you're right you know what that is that's one that I tend to forget about sometimes Holloman yeah he's very good in that also fucking rapey as fucking that oh yeah what is it with like he's in a lot of movies about people being raped put it that way okay yeah yeah um because I've just put that together right now yeah yeah (laughs) we maybe should uh not go any further for risk of being sued at this point (laughs) I think I think we're fine. I don't think he'll, Kev- he'll go on a touchy subject, but that's what I'm trying to say. I don't think uh, Kevin Bacon listens to Pod of the Damned. If he does, he, if he does, he won't anymore because I've just said I don't really like him as an actor. I fucking I love him. See if it come out that he was one of them folk back in the day with Epstein and shit. <laughs> 
fucking, I'd, I'd, I'd be heartbroken. Would you be devastated at that one, would you? I would, because I, I like, like, I've loved Kevin Bacon ever since he was, I did the Bacon love thing, that's why I'm telling you to go look it up. No, I, <laughs> <laughs> How many, do you have any degrees of uh, uh, Bacon, uh, was it, degrees of Bacon? Uh, I was it six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Do you have any? Well, you've you've spoken to Alex Vincent, so you must be able to uh, have a degree of bacon. <laughs> you've you've met you've met a few a couple of celebrities in your in your time. You'll have a, a degree. There's about to be one of them. Those Kevin Bacon. Yeah, true enough. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. But was but was his name six degrees? His this, one was like six four degrees. or something. This is okay. So for for Booman or Newman, who's in the chat. You've you've spoke you've spoken to uh, Alex Vincent. Is there a degree of Kevin Bacon there between Nico? I interviewed Naomi Grossman, so maybe there's a degree of bacon for me as well. So if do some work, doesn't have to be right this second, but that's a challenge for you two to to figure figure that out. Anyways, um, probably should get back to the movie. Uh, yeah. I am no a big fan of this sister-in-law. Aye. Like, she seems a bit of a cunt when he goes to her and is like, I fix me. And she's like, well, I just thought I'd date to see if it would happen. Uh, and then she's like, also, I'm baked as shit. <laughs> uh, what not? And, what? Also, and also, I got told not to do it. Yeah. What pisses me off, right, is at the very beginning of the movie, she's like, oh, by the way, she's up the duff. Uh, I... And it's like, that's near your place to say. <laughs> uh, she's a cunt with that I'd one. Be, I'd be livid. If I was her sister, I'd be livid. But she didn't got a beer in her hand. I was like, mm, drinking during pregnancy. It was 1999. Even then, it was frowned upon. Frowned upon? <laughs> it was frowned upon. Um, didn't stop them, but it was frowned upon. Exactly. But uh, yeah, oh, no. Oh, oh, remind me at the end of this podcast. I'm sorry for interrupting. You can cut this bit out. But remind me at the end of We're this. live, Nico! I can't cut out live! They'll be fine with it. But remind <laughs> me at the end to tell you the other request I got today that I'm pissing myself laughing and dying for you to see. Oh, um, are, are we actually going to do it? I've uh, Yes. Okay. Because I've seen it and I've, I've, I'm broken with it. Okay. Okay, I definitely will. Um, there's that... that... One, there's only really one other thing that I want to talk about, and it's the character of Maggie. Actually, there's two other things I want to talk about. Sorry, character of Maggie. Um, right. I kind of talked about earlier how there's no real sort of consequence for for Kevin Bacon, uh, right up until the very sort of end of the movie. Um, Maggie, I, I don't know how to feel about her as an overall character. She 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 kind of stick buys him, sticks by him because obviously she doesn't leave him, but she kind of they kind of do and they don't like the, the, their whole relationship there it seems to be like a bit wishy-washy there's a point where the sister does say oh you're like the best couple i know but their their relationship uh, does seem to kind of never really have that whole sort of solid foundation because right at the beginning kevin bacon's sitting there being like oh like i can still give you like i can still promise you the world even though i've never given you anything uh and like there's just something weird about their their dynamic yeah like can i hold on just one second so alex vincent is in the chucky tv series with jennifer tilly who was in bound with joe pantoliano who was in mr roberts with kevin bacon the four it's a four it's a four <laughs> you've got four degrees of separation from kevin bacon yep thank you newman 
Um, yeah, they, they do seem Mr. to... Mr. himself. They do seem to have a very sort of weird dynamic. Oh, I just worked out the thing. Ten-year gap <laughs> between me and you. Yeah. The, the ten-year gap, you know what that is? What? Footloose. <laughs> like, 80s kids loved Footloose. Like, it, it was on every six months on TV on at least one channel. And we only had four channels. So every kid had seen that. I I grew up on five channels. <laughs> five channels was when I was a teenager, man. <laughs> I had a whole fifth channel. <laughs> I remember having to tune in TVs for people because they were old and didn't understand how to I tune remember how to tune in a TV. You're not that much fucking older than me. No, no, I'm saying I remember I had to tune them in for older people who oh. had no fucking clue. Oh, right, okay. Um, I, I I was a teenager that were like, ah, oh, Nick can do it, just send him round. So you'd be in some house that you've never been before tuning in oh. a TV like, ah, oh, you're right. I would... Simple fact that you know people called you Nick is is, uh, is like weird as fuck to me. <laughs> it was horrible. Uh. But I'm I'm never gonna call you Nick. <laughs> no, I don't like it. I'm legally gonna change it to Nico. Yeah. Okay. Good. Even though your name's not even Nick. I <laughs> know oh, it's Nicholas. It's Nicholas. I I would rather Spelt call you that. C-H. Spelt C H not. Uh, with a K. Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather call you that than than call you Nick. Uh, nah. nah. No, okay. Anywho, yeah, uh, no, I I do prefer Nicholas to Nick. I'm yeah. Not gonna lie. Anyways, yes, the, they have a very weird dynamic. Does Tom and Maggie in this movie? I don't know, like how like when you were watching the movie, how do you feel about them like as a couple? They seem like that couple that it's like they'll only speak to each other when they need to. Yeah. Or if they're fucking. That's it. Like, how creepy is that bit when they're shagging, actually? Yeah. And she thinks, like, she thinks, like, oh, he just wants me to be more kinky. So she's like, I'll show you, freaky. Aye! <laughs> it's like, oh, Jesus. Like, that bit is disturbing. But, th- like, the other disturbing scene that got me was Finney's listen to his music and the hail place is covered in plastic. Because mm-hmm. that just that just has the feel of a death room. You yeah. know what I mean? It's very uh, it's very that, de- it was very Dexter, wasn't it? Yes, that's that's exactly what I was feeling when I rewatched it. <laughs> it was very Dexter-esque. I expected I expected the ghost to be boogieing over with a fucking picture of the the boy <laughs> that killed her again. Here's what you're getting, alright, mate. <laughs> Stop. Right, no uh, fucking it, it's just a creepy movie, are yeah. Sorry, I'm just getting thrown off. No, that's fine. Uh, last point that I want to make, um, well, a point or a question I want to ask: How do you feel about this kid as a, like the chi- uh, the child actor in this movie? Because I've seen a lot of like praise online from like critics for him, and I'm, I'm I not... thought he did it quite well. Uh, again, for like, back then. That, yeah, I think maybe when you're looking at child actors, you possibly do have to take in the time of the movie into account, don't you? Yeah, because like back then there wasn't that much kids that were decent actors. I'm not gonna lie, because most of them were just little shit. Well, they were also all getting compared to what's his face from The Sixth Sense. Was it? Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Is it uh, Haley Joel Osment or something? Well, or this one name? wouldn't have been because this one was same year, but you know. But that wasn't his first role, though, was it? He'd been in a couple of things before as well. Did he? Had he? 
I'm sure he had. I genuinely can't mind. Anywho, never. Anyway, anyway, but anyway, you think that um, as child actors go, he was he was pretty decent. Yeah, I think he was decent. Huh? Okay, I just wanted to get your uh, get your your your. Don't get me wrong; he's not exceptional, but for but then he was good. Hi, little shit. Haley Joel Osman, I got his name right. I just I just want to quickly have a look and see if he uh, you know, has uh been was in anything you know, before. TV stuff before it. Possibly. I just want to uh have a quick look. He's been in a fucking ton of stuff. He's been, got hundred and twelve acting credits to his name, which is pretty fucking um pretty fucking good. Uh so he was in obviously in nineteen ninety nine he was in the sixth sense. He'd actually been in a ton of stuff. Mostly T V stuff. Um, but he was also he was in uh, Forrest Gump in 1994, which was his first movie. Yeah. So, I actually forgot he was in Forrest Gump. Yeah. There. So there you go. Anywho, uh, uh, we're catching up with chat. Boomer says there are a lot of terrible couples out there. He had three channels when he was growing up: CBS, PBS, and whatever uh, that public television station was. I don't fucking know, Boomer. Um, and which the child that Boomer. Which one was the? There was always one channel. One the, channel was the one that had the dirty programs on it. No, no, no. <laughs> Which one was the one that would always be like extreme, like extreme, like everything is extreme, man, that. And it also would have had the horror movies on that channel. Which channel was that? Ours was channel. Mine was channel five on a Thursday night. See, when it was four channels, it was channel four yeah. on a Friday. I remember Channel 4 still, even, I think, up until I was a teenager, showing things like, like, Eurotrash. Eurotrash. Do you remember that? (laughs) Yes, I do. What a bizarre programme that was. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I I remember. See, for anyone, I I don't even know if that was broadcast, like, anywhere else. Was that broadcast across Europe? I don't fucking know. But I know for a whole generation of people out there here in the UK that just me mentioning that and you doing that tune, we have just triggered something in a yeah. lot, especially young, especially men, I think. <laughs> that that could be the thing. You know what? People, that's the, 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 the question or the, the, the task for the week for the listeners. Um, especially the ones that, do you remember Eurotrash? What are your what were your thoughts on it? But if no, well, as Nico said there, what was like your channel that showed like extreme risky uh, programming? And what day of the week was it on? For Nico, growing up, it was Channel Four on a Friday. For me, it was Channel Five on a Thursday. Yeah, the word was the one for me as well, and the girly show. The girly show. Uh, Boomer says didn't ha- Do you know the girly show? I'm. I don't know. I would need to have my memory refreshed. It was Sarah Cox and two other girls. They were they all became famous. That was the worst bit. <laughs> uh, they, they were they, they were basically laudettes. They were just yeah. like, oh, we, we drink lager and fucking shag heaps of blokes. It was quite disturbing. Oh, that's right. Uh, Boomer says he didn't have that until later on, but USA was the channel. So channel USA. Newman says Newman says USA or Spike TV or FX. Maybe he was spoiled. Um, risky stuff was saved for paid channels like Cinemax. So they had to pay for their risky stuff. That's America yeah. for you. Know, these are all prudes. <laughs> well, we had like a fucking thing at the late night. What was it? Ten minute fucking. The ten preview. minute preview. 
Uh, used to get 10 minute previews on the porn channels. Fucking, they had one. It was at like, it was always at like 11 o'clock. So like. 10 second fucking, if they got so much fucking, I can't remember if it was subscribers or money in it. The 10 seconds, it was a 10 second countdown. Cash for gosh. <laughs> what they called it. And the day would basically just go, wee! Like, like, literally, wee! And I was like, so we're like, like, waiting, hoping that your dad would go to bed early so that you could, like, <laughs> flick the channels on Sky. <laughs> oh, oh, fucking mental. Oh, dear. A glimpse, a glimpse into the childhoods of, of me and Nico. <laughs> but I, I, I remember folk used to stay up religiously. Till it was at twelve o'clock and one o'clock was it? Was it? I thought it was eleven and twelve. Eleven was the topless one. Was 12 it? Twelve and one was full, fully naked clips. <laughs> right. And I only found out about that because of a girl I was talking to, and she's like, "Have you seen this?" And I'm like, "No, but I have now. <laughs> I'm going to be getting Sky." Because I didn't have Sky at that point. I remember, I remember growing as a teenager, um, first getting Freeview in my t- in my bedroom, because like obviously Freeview, be- I mean Freeview must have came a thing like just before I came a teenager. Would that be like early two thousands? I didn't even really watch Freeview that much. It was just the normal channels I used to watch. Wait, so well, like when, but when did it stop being like just the five channels and suddenly you had like all these channels that were available for free for everyone? You had to have like a box at this point. Like now, yeah. it's like mandatory. Everyone here has to get like it's those... in your TV now. It's in your TV now. But yeah. um, I can't remember when. I think that maybe was like early two thousands. I maybe I'm maybe a little bit wrong. But I remember the first time I got that in my bedroom. And like just be thinking, I was so spoiled for choice because I could have access to like twenty channels, and a few yeah. of them because they weren't your terrestrial TV shows could show things that the others couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking mental. So we tripped down memory lane. Anyways, Nico, uh, have you got anything else about Stud of Echoes? <laughs> just in case you've forgotten, that's what we're talking about today. No, no, no. Um, have you got anything else you'd like to bring up about Stud of Echoes? Yeah, so as I was saying, this was, like, massive with women. Like, I mean, massive. Like, I swear I didn't play on the No, I've Not Seen It card. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm quite bored now. Let's do something else. I never played that card when this was on, I swear. Mm-hmm. Much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it's a great movie. Stick your tongue to my throat. Oh dear! Uh, <laughs> it was basically what it was like. So, I guess. Yeah, but it it was because as soon as you said you liked this as a male, they were like, "Oh, my last boyfriend hated it." And it was like, "Yeah, fair enough." Or my <laughs> husband hated it. That was even more disturbing. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Nico. So yeah. Okay. It was a. Uh, it was a lot of girls' fantasies. Kevin Bacon topless. Yeah. Uh, apparently a lot of men's fan- a lot of men's fantasies as well. Oh yeah, according to Graham Norton, I. Yeah. Anyways, shall we move on then? Aye, go for it. Right, let's move on and talk about a little bit of trivia. I'm sure if we bashed your head in, all sorts of secrets would come tumbling out. As always, we'll start off with the finances. According to IMDb, this movie had a budget of twelve million dollars and gross worldwide twenty one point one million dollars. So. Uh, if you usually go uh, with the fact that a movie's made 
uh, movie then has what about half to three quarters of its budget again in marketing uh. this this movie really didn't make a huge mar- a chunk of money but we're probably putting that down to the fact that as you said earlier uh, its release date got pushed back due to a, a world event that took place uh. and the fact that it was going up against uh, the sixth sense uh. um, would probably cause a huge amount of financial struggle for this movie so that's probably why also there's no need really for a follow-up to this anyway but as you know if you have a huge success in a horror in the horror world a a franchise or a sequel is usually soon to follow yeah so uh, this has got a sequel does it this does have a sequel yeah um it's uh rob lowe who's in it jesus um i've not seen that for our 80s hearts rob why don't you yeah um, for as much as I don't like Kevin Bacon as an actor, Kevin Bacon is a significantly better actor. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I think even Rob Lowe would probably agree with that. Hundred <laughs> percent. Sorry, my cats are going weird. Oh, they'll be a ghost. They're just like you. Yeah. Um, just a couple of bits of trivia. I don't have a huge amount. I of have tri- one. Don't what? steal it. Go first, then. Right. I have one bit of trivia. When he kicks the bucket and smashes the window, it was an accident. Yeah, that was literally what I was just about to read. <laughs> yeah, uh, so that's this... The, that's so, the only bit Yeah, so in the scene where Tom gets angry after digging in the backyard and kicks the bucket towards the wall, it was not supposed to hit and break the window. That was a happy accident. It was used in the film. So Kevin Bacon stayed in character afterwards and continued the scene. That's decent. Yeah, so there you go. Look at that. Nico, I, I, I think of the... We, of the over a hundred episodes, even though we haven't officially hit a hundred like episodes, out of all the pieces of content that we've released, I think that's possibly like what the third time that you've actually had a bit. <laughs> See, I used to have them all the time in the last podcast, but then we started doing modern films, and I've got fuck all because I got most of my trivia from chat shows. Yeah, that's true because you know uh, on the old show you you mainly did our non horror movies, didn't you? Yeah. We'll just have to bring it back, Nico. We've talked about it. Yeah, I, I got asked if we would do it again. Yeah, I think we're probably going to have to, but just by popular demand. Yeah. Um, I, speaking of popular demand, I actually put it out there on social media what people would like, what old stuff that we used to do would people like us bringing back. And f- by what actually won far and away, although non-horror movies did get a good portion of the votes, what actually won by far and away was our top five lists. Top five. That used to be a good laugh, eh? Yeah, and we've done, we did one, we've done one on this show ages ago. We did the top ten, uh, was it top ten eighties? We did a top ten eighties a lot, a, quite a while ago. That was way back in the early days of this podcast. Try, we... try to think what I would have picked for the winner for an eighties. Could I, uh, I think you'll have picked uh, Halloween three. No, definitely not. That would be in my worst five. Okay. People also, well, for people who also out there, not only did we release our top ten, but we were both we also released our individual bottom ten. And for once, Nico, me and you agreed our bottom t- our bottom rated movie was the same. We both have Troll Two at the bottom. Um, yeah. But I, go, I I I took a lot of stick for Halloween Three still being so far down our leaderboard. Oh, we can change that and make it go lower. <laughs> We do have our re-ranking episode coming up 
relatively like, soon. Anyways, yeah, like if 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 you if you like Halloween three, you've got daddy issues. <laughs> People do. Newman Newman just called us bastards. Do, do, is it because of the Halloween three thing? I I think so. I think so. Do they have daddy issues? New- <laughs> oh, that, that, I need to leave that for Newman to answer. Um. Anyways, in the hypnotism flashback scene, there is a scene of a safety pin being stuck through Tom's hand. That was not a special effect. A stuntman was paid to come in and have a safety pin actually pushed through his hand for that scene. Why the fuck would you do that? That's just stupid. I mean, that's one way to get past potentially bad special effects is to just, you know, just do it. <laughs> Saying that, where they push it through, it's not a fucking bad bit of a nine-inch nail through mine. No, but I don't think that's a... It's not a particularly pleasurable experience for every, anyone, surely, to have a pit like that pushed right through your hand. I, I had this bit here. I've got the bumpy bit that never healed. <laughs> it went through there, and then I have the dot there where it came out the other side. Um, and find the final piece of trivia that I've got, when they were setting up the scene where Maggie leaves Jake at her relative's house... It was actually realised that they'd gone over the number of hours that the child actor was allowed to work um, due to the strict child uh, Hollywood child labour laws. So they had yeah. to run from house to house in the neighbourhood to find a child that looked similarly enough like him and then convince their parents to give him a quick haircut to complete the shot. <sighs> Which they managed... Can we, can we bore your kid so we can just... Uh, shave his head. <laughs> Yeah. You get gets to be in a movie though. Yeah. Gets to have one degree of separation from Kevin Bacon. That and fucking it's Hollywood, so they'd be like, Yeah, just spray paint my kid and yeah. make him orange and exactly. put his hair and um, like Trump's. Boomer says you might not be wrong about the daddy issue thing, and Newman says he, me- he Newman says he's a total daddy and some people have issues with that. <laughs> Nico, that's definitely something you would say. I've stood on that. Oh, cut! I'm nice to that. <laughs> uh, okay, I, I, I started so finished, right? No, no, are you sure? Wait, right. We were in Knox, and do you remember they used to get the saxophone players in Knox? So uh-huh. Knox was a nightclub in Aberdeen, and uh, there was a, a little, and I mean, this was about that size that the saxophone player used to stand on. It was about that tall, but it spun round. So he was, he was. I, I was speaking to him, and the bongo guy was in as well. And the bongo guy, Bongo Dave. I uh, he knew me. He's like, Nico, Nico, come here. I'm like, what? He's like, stand on the field thing. I'm like, aye. And he handed my mic, and he's like, just say something funny. I'm like, anybody got daddy issues? Just come see me at the end of the oh, night. Oh dear God, I'm so, I'm so <laughs> relieved that that's what you said, Nico. <laughs> I, I used a politer version. <laughs> <laughs> Okay then, right. Needless to say, it worked. I'm sure it did. Right, uh, shall we move on? Yes. Okay, let's go into our final segment and talk about the ratings and the reviews. A census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. As always, we will start off with the critics' scores. IMDb gave this movie a score of 6.9 out of 10. Metacritic gave it a 6.7. Nico, what do you think the Rotten Tomatoes critics and audience scored this movie? Uh, 
I don't think critics were high in it, so I reckon that's about a 60. Mm-hmm. And a lot of girls liked it, so I'd say about a 70. Okay. Uh, one of them you're spot on. The 60. The Rotten Tomatoes critics scored this movie 68%. Ooh. And the Rotten Tomatoes audience scored it 70%. I'm actually impressed so you're, myself. You're pretty, even, even with the critics, no, you're, pretty, even with the critics, you're pretty close. But you have a look at that. So Metacritic, 6.7. Rotten Tomatoes critics, a 6.8. IMDb, a 6.9. The Rotten Tomatoes audience, a 7. They are all rating this movie the same thing. And that, for me... And I said 6.57 at the yeah. start as well. And that, for me, is just a surefire sign. Because then, we'll throw it, we always throw it out to our listeners. And before I'll read the, the, the listeners' opinions this week, our listeners, on average, rated this a 7.1. So it actually goes 6.7, 6.8, Creepy? That's... Yes. That's pretty creepy. Cause... That's what I said at the start. I said yeah. six point five seven. But for me, when when all of those things, because that's five different factors that we take, we take in five different factors outside of our own opinions into account. Yeah. For every movie we do, and the fact that those five uh, different factors have pretty much all scored this almost exactly the same, usually is a surefire sign that the movie is is exactly where they say it is. Uh. That's quite disturbing, actually. Yeah. Um, Critics' consensus on Rotten Tomatoes says, Kevin Bacon's acting is so genuine that it's creepy, and director David Kopp uh, knows how to create true suspense. Uh, yeah. our, some of our listeners, we've just got a few here. Movie, uh, uh, The Movies for Days podcast. Who are they? I don't know who they are. There's not... Uh, I've never heard of them before. No, nah, I'm only joking. <laughs> Sorry, Newman. <laughs> The, the new one from the very, very, uh, very, very excellent Movies for Days podcast. Gave it an 8 out of 10. Uh, a great modern day ghost story that doesn't get lost in a lot of contrived, uninteresting fluff. Excellent performances, well-constructed tension, a lived-in tone and shooting style that makes the paranormal feel grounded and Chicago feel small. Plus, that little kid is creepy. Uh, Deborah B on Twitter says this one this is one of my faves 9 out of 10 almost nothing I'd change even after multiple viewings it hasn't lost its creepy feel really love the cemetery scene when things start to come together for the mum the jacked up review show podcast gives it a 7 out of 10 very taut and intelligent and Andrew Connor says first DVD I ever got came with the DVD player been years but if I remember correctly it was cashing in on the sixth sense style of movie not terrible incorrect but okay um (laughs) that's the thing isn't it like for for people they're always just going to think that think that that's that was the case that it was cashing in on the sixth sense which is not the yeah. case at all um but <clears throat> um <laughs> newman probably a cunt movies for days terrible name <laughs> uh absolutely not as i said uh thank you to everyone who gave us your scores and opinions the listeners on average gave the score a 7.1 out of 10 and nico that just leaves me and you so yes. on a scale of 0 to 10, what would you rate Star of Echoes? I really want to change my score right now. Well, like, well what were you get like what what are you thinking of giving it and then tell well, me why you want to give it a 7. <laughs> I was going to give it a 7 because it's it's above average, but it's it's not the bang like it's not the big blockbuster type type movie. Yeah. Like other ones were. It is a good movie, don't get me wrong, and I would recommend it. But I just find it creepy that it's all seven. Now, fuck it, I'll stick with seven. Are you sticking with seven? Yeah, fuck it. Because it is, it's it's a, it's, 
I'd recommend it to folk who put it up. As you can hear, my cat's going mental in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Stop speaking about stir of echoes. That's what. Uh, that's yeah. what they're saying. That's what they're saying. We've had enough. We've had enough of you, bloody podcasting. Anyways, um, I, I, I was also you um, seven as well. I was also originally gonna give this a seven. <laughs> um, Stick to that. Um, I think I don't know, like. The thing is with this movie, right, I think this movie's got a really, really interesting premise and I think, you know, if you were someone who was just of that opinion that this is a Sixth Sense rip-off, then you would be inclined to maybe give it a bit of a lower score, but knowing full well that it's not and all those things that it gets compared to, the Sixth Sense, the Shining, etc., it it isn't ripping off any of those and in actual fact, especially in the case of the Shining, it's actually in reverse. Um, I think this movie doesn't get anywhere near the credit it deserves it's got a really interesting premise it doesn't (laughs) i see your cat in the background it doesn't uh deserve to be forgotten the way that it does there is something that's just a little bit off that makes you feel a little uneasy about the movie there's it's certainly not a perfect movie um I, I just kind of appreciate what they were trying to achieve here. So I'm going to give it... I think I think it's just a touch bit better than a 7. So I'm going to give it a 7.5. You're just changing that because you don't want it to be like 7, 7, 7, 7, 7, 7, 7. God forbid I be generous to a movie, Nico. Yeah, like, you're not the generous one here. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm incredibly generous uh, with movies who deserve it. For you. Boomer says 7.83 just to annoy you. <laughs> and it was at this point I realised I hate Boomer. <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't say that about Boomer. <laughs> Boomer, there's a guest spot opening up in like two weeks' time because Nico's no, no. going on holiday. <laughs> there is actually, I have forgot. Uh, so, uh, you know, time to come on and get your revenge again and just badmouth the shit out of Nico for two hours. Anyways, all of our scores combined with uh, you guys, the listeners, and the critic scores gives Stuttered Echoes an average um, score of 7 out of 10. How did you know, Nico? How did you know? Um... You said, what, 40 to 50 we said you you were going to place it. Boomer said it was going to come in 39th place. Stud of Echoes is in 38th place on our leaderboard. So, Boomer, you were pretty much spot on there uh, with a score of 7 out of 10. It gives it the exact same scores as The Conjuring, uh, Slither, and Doctor Sleep. So, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. And the thing is, as well, you know what? Again, much and uh, barring obviously a few outliers, which we we might we might address in our re-ranking episode. Yeah. It's it's literally the whole point of our scoring system because I think you know what? Looking at the the eighty three movies we've now done, I think it's yeah, I think that move that's where it should be. Yeah. If this movie was a top 50, I, like, no offence, Newman, I know you said you loved this movie, but I think if this movie was a top 50, they'd end up in the top 15, I genuinely wouldn't think it would uh, deserve to be there. However, having said that, if it was much lower, I would think, you know, yeah, it should be higher. Yeah. Because it's like, what was the ones, like, it's it's definitely better than the thingy, what's it called? Conjuring. Uh, well, and Boomer also agrees with you on that. He says you would rather watch Doctor Sleep in Slither 
Boomer, come on, yeah. come on now. Uh, but it's I much, agree with that, yeah. But it's much better than The Conjuring, whereas out of those yeah. three movies, Slither, Doctor Sleep and Conjuring, I probably like The Conjuring the most. See, I'm, I'm a boomer on that one, 100%. Um, but, so, but that, you know, that's, that's, that's the point where it all does just come down to, you know, personal opinion, isn't it? So, yeah. Um, anyways, yeah, that's uh, going to do it for the uh, show this week. Uh, for those of you who are currently in the chat room, stick around because I'm going to be staying live possibly for another sort of 30, 30 to 45 minutes. I might see if I can jam a couple of games uh, in there as well. Uh, so stick around because the, stream, be the stream's not going to end there. Bro, Nico's away to go to bed because he's, you know, an old fuck. Um, I'm, but, I'm up in fucking six hours well we did kind of, we, we, you, you asked to try and keep a shorter episode I think we're about 25 minutes shorter than normal so I've saved you 25 yeah. minutes Nico um, but it's time to reveal Nico what we're going to be talking about next week and I'm excited for I am so excited to talk about this, this. Is definitely I am your pick. so excited to talk about this it's my pick and next week we're talking about Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey how excited are you, Nico, to talk about this? I, I'm not sure, because, like, one person I spoke to said this is, like, the greatest thing ever. And they normally like the same shit as me. But everybody else is saying it's a crock of shit. There's a sequel coming next year. So, what is it, Piglet Goes Wild? Uh, it's, it's, it's not Piglet Goes Wild. It's, 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 Winnie, it's Winnie Pooh 2. Uh, it's Winnie the Pooh Blood and Hunger 2. <laughs> Blood and Hunger 2. Yeah. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Newman's. <laughs> I'm going to tweet a Ren leveled screen tearing that movie down. <laughs> Please do. Uh, there will be posts going up on our social media tomorrow asking for everyone's opinions on social uh, on Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey, so please give us your scores and reviews for that movie. We'll be broadcasting that movie on Saturday afternoon this week, I believe, instead of Sunday. Uh, yes. Yes? Uh, either Saturday I... or Sunday, whatever works best. I think, I think we said Saturday. I think so, I can't so, remember. Um, that'll be getting broadcast on Saturday. This episode in Star Echoes, um, I'm away to go and edit once I come off the actual stream in about 45 minutes. Um, <laughs> Boomer! <laughs> What's he if it's not called Poo Number 2, they missed a trick. <laughs> He's got a point. <laughs> how, did, how did I not think of that? How did I not think of it? That is incredible. Same thing would be brown sugar. <laughs> oh, oh dear. Oh no. <laughs> oh, okay that really tickled me. <laughs> That's like. You okay? You've got a high pitch. You've got a couple of the fire. That really tickled me. Anyway. So, has Boomer seen it? I don't know. I, I, I don't know if Boomer's seen it or not. Um, let us know. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Anyways, that's what we're going to be talking about on Saturday. This episode, once I've come off the stream, I'm going to go and spend the rest of the night editing because this episode's coming out tomorrow. Um, so I've got a bit of work to do. So, but thank you, uh, Nico, once again for joining me. Cool. Thanks for having me on again. No worries at all. Uh, thank you to everyone for chatting away. For everyone to give us your opinions. And until next week on the Pod of the Damned, Nico, just remember. Oh, you want me to do it again? <laughs>
You said you wanted me to do it once. That was it. I, I thought we were just going to carry on with that. No, it's fine. Oh, um, until next week, Eldor, would you want me to lead you back in? No, I just want to look and discuss you while you do the cheesiest line in the world. Okay. And until next week on the Pod of the Damned, just remember, you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. Damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't.